It is the Chicagoverse Unlimited podcast, featuring interviews of the premier artists and industry in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast at DynastyPodcast.com. This week, Aaron Elders and Mike Russell of Wedding Dress. Here's how that sounds. I'm a black here backstage pre-doors at a township in Logan Square, and I'm here with Mike and Aaron from Wedding Dress. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Very well. Doing great. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, we were talking, you guys have both been on the podcast before, so it was really nice to have you guys back. Uh, you know, how is 2014 treating you guys? How has the year been for you guys, you know, individually, as artists, as Wedding Dress? Kind of, what's the mood right now? It's been good. I mean, it's been, it's been cool to see kind of Wedding Dress sort of, I guess, bloom into, like, kind of a full-time thing. You know, we've all been playing music and other projects for a long time, and kind of, you know, for a while, Wedding Dress was kind of this thing we did to balance. You know, we had to balance out our time between a bunch of projects, and it's been cool, like, with the release of our sort of, like, seven-inch single in the spring, and then this full-length kind of see us go go into it kind of, you know, pretty full-time, so it's been cool. And we just, yeah. just got back from tour, so we're, we're super stoked. I've been watching Wedding Dress kind of mature and, and happen as a band from the side. I've seen all these things happening for you guys over the years as you start to, like, come together. You know, anybody who's paying attention in Chicago noticed that, like, oh, man, like, you know, one of the guys from Maps and Atlases, one of the guys from Suns doing something that got on people's radar. When did this project really first start out, though? Like, what kind of, what year was it? Kind of what was the origin of Wedding Dress? Because I know it wasn't always this fully realized thing like it is now. I think it was like dead dead of winter 2012, right? Right, like February or something. Was it early? I mean, I I think it might have even been like 2011, in which like I had the like the first batch of songs, and then you and me got together at Small Bar and were like, we should do something. And then it was like, and then I feel like it was like six months after that we finally did like get together and start working on stuff. So I guess it was probably like, you know 2012. But yeah. we had the initial sort of, you know, hazy conversation. Yeah. 2011. I feel like any time that, like, we talk about the very beginning of this band, it's always, like, a funny thing to Aaron and I because it really did start out as us, like, trying to, like... We've been playing for a long time, but, like, trying to figure out how to do what we wanted to do, like, sing together and play play what we wanted to play like, so, like, sound how we want to sound like. And it was a pretty stumbly process for a while. It was like both of us were just like, I thought you knew what to do. And I said, like, no, man. <laughs> I thought you had the direction. Yeah. I was following you. No, man, I was following you. Yeah. I mean, Aaron had great songs, but we were, especially when we were trying to harmonize, we were just like, well, this is like actually really hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like that's, that's definitely how it started. It started a lot of like a lot of hours of learning to sing together and stuff and I feel like now it's like a totally, totally different thing. It just totally evolved. Yeah. You know, when did it start to shift from being this thing that, you know, again, like, you know, people who read The Reader, people who went to The Empty Bottle, like people like myself, we knew about this. And it was like this kind of like part-time occasional thing. When did it start to shift into more of a fully realized project where, you know, you're looking towards like fleshing out the band with other members, other really notable musicians, putting out a full length kind of, when did that shift occur? I, I guess it was almost like, right, we, we, well, we recorded the six songs that kind of became the first full band recordings that we then kind of released two at a time. And I feel like it was at the end of that process where we were like, oh, this is kind of like what, we're, what we are now. Like, this is sort of the more, like, locked-in lineup. Like, 
let's now really go do something, you know? So after that, we kind of started working on the full length and that took a good year or so. And in, in that time, kind of, I think we really just kind of kept growing as a, as a, as a band and, and kind of became more honed, I guess. It was like, and doing the full length too was kind of, was a weird process. There was a lot of, you know, it, it was cool. Like, and I, I, I feel like we're going to keep doing things this way because it was, it was so much fun was like, you know, it's not your full-time band. So you, we're, we're just like doing stuff, weird stuff in my kitchen. Like the majority of the time, like recording weird things. Like I have whistle tracks on the record and like we would do weird, like, like zippery sounding keyboard parts. I feel like we wouldn't maybe wouldn't go for normally, but we were just trying a bunch of random stuff. We didn't know what the band sounded like. There was no like thing. There was no like predisposition, which I don't, you know, usually go into music thinking of, but you, you always have that subconsciously if you're already in the band that you've established, you know? So like doing the record was like another thing where it was in the beginning where we, we were just kind of like more, more so on the part of Aaron and I just like trying stuff and being like, what? that sounds good, that sounds terrible, let's keep doing the, this thing, you know? And, like, I think that's also when we started forming more of, like, a, a solid band idea was when we came out with the record, and we were like, this is awesome. It doesn't sound like really anything we've heard before. It's, like, definitely a new thing that we, you know, our band was able to do, and this is what we're good at, I guess, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, you guys went and recruited, um, you know, folks who played in, like, uh, Joan of Arc and, and Gypsy Blood. The term I'm seeing used a lot in, like, you know, the indie press that's online is people are like, it's a Chicago supergroup. Are you comfortable with that kind of label? Or how does that feel? I mean, I definitely would not use that label, as I feel <laughs> like all of the bands that we were all, you know, are or were all in were, like, still kind of like outsiders to to the music world, really. Um, so, you know, I definitely would not use the term supergroup, but I think people need to have a reference point, and if, you know, I mean, people, I guess, can say whatever they want. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. I, like, I think that that's, like, the sentiment between all of us. When we see that, we're always like, oh, I gotta, <laughs> that, that's weird. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't like that, but, you know, people are gonna, there's gotta be a jumping point. I guess that's a way for somebody writing, writing about the band to be like, this is a thing about the band. It's, tr- it's a true thing that we're in other bands. Supergroup is, uh, I don't like it. I, I mean, Supergroup sounds like like Dave Grohl should be on the drums, exactly. yeah. like Josh Homme is somewhere in there, and it's like, you know, like Suns, Maps, and Atlases are not like <laughs> arena bands. You guys are awesome bands that have like a dedicated following and have done some great things, but yeah, Supergroup sounds like it should have like Maynard James Keenan singing in the front yeah. of it or something like that. Exactly. So, it definitely yeah. was like, every time we see it, we're like, hmm. <laughs> Maynard has not answered any of my emails, yeah. so I don't think we can use the term supergroup yet. Yeah, until Dave Grohl yeah. is backing, which honestly, the way Dave Grohl jumps in on things, I wouldn't even rule it out. He might be like be with you guys tonight. tonight. Yeah. yeah, show tonight. Yeah, we'll be, be around the corner. Sure. So now that the record's out, kind of like, what did that open up for you guys? You know, like it's called Desperate Glow. What does that do now that like the record's out? You guys have a full band. What options? What doors are open? you know, for wedding dress as a band, whereas, like, a couple of years ago when it was just, like, you guys, you didn't really have anything out, what does this allow you to do? I feel like, you know, what it, I, I think that it allows us to do, play play better shows, maybe. I mean, just keep going as a, as a band. I, I, I haven't thought about it that way. I, I guess we've just 
wanted to put a record out and whatever kind of happens next from it is you know like cool but we're just I'm just really happy to have it out in the world now and be like this is the thing that we did together this is what it sounds like this is a snapshot of us creatively together at this point in time like that's that's all well I mean that kind of like leads to my my next question which was going to be like how does the writing break down between the two of you because I know it started with Aaron this this project initially so are you like heading up all the writing is it a joint effort is one of you doing lyrics one of you doing music how does this kind of break down I mean it's kind of it's definitely like open to be to be whatever um I mean usually just I think because I I've been writing pretty consistently for the last few years just like pretty non-stop so I usually have like kind of a lot of stuff that I'm trying to trying to make uh so usually I'll sort of have this skeleton of a song and I'll I'll bring it to Mike and then we kind of like figure out all right here's like the song structure and lyrics and the chord progression whatever but what is like you know and then what's like the feel so like the two of us will kind of try and figure out what like what the feel is to try and bring the song to life and then from there once we have that figured out, we kind of just usually kind of present that idea to everyone, and then everyone kind of just runs with it. And it's been cool to see the band really kind of, like, click and almost know what we do as a band. So, like, once we have an idea kind of started, it usually, like, if it works, it happens really fast. If it doesn't work, then we just move on. But And that's yeah. usually how it goes. But I don't know how much I contribute to the song writing. I, I really, like... There's never a time when I, I've never contributed, like, lyrics or, like, any part of the chord progression. Really, the only thing that I kind of bring to the table is, like, maybe we should do it in this rhythmic figure. Maybe we should, you know, switch the accent from the two and four to the one and three. That's really it. And then, you know, guitar parts and, and harmonies and stuff. But And the kitchen. And you yeah, offer and, the kitchen yeah, where you I can record. The kitchen, you yeah. Know, so that's. I mean, that was a thing. I was like, I have all these songs. I don't have a kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I really need you to come in on this project. Man. And Mike's like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to do my own horn. <laughs> I got a kitchen in my place. <laughs> it's got a stove. It's got a stove. Yeah. Um, you know, I know that the video for Heirloom just recently hit online. It's a really interesting, weird concept. It's it's very like artistic, very cinematic, and I know Aaron that that was. Um, you know, put together by your video production outfit, right? It's called a uh, Great Northern. What was kind of the story behind the video and and using your you know production outfit to get that done? Yeah, I mean, well, the video kind of. I mean, the the idea behind the video was that uh, to me, like the song Heirlooms has always kind of had this kind of like classic rock and roll feel to it in a weird way like you know like the chorus kind of feels like some bizarre like buddy holly type of song so i mean i just started kind of thinking about this character sort of like some like almost like steve mcqueen-esque you know kind of classic motorcycle hero right and then we kind of started just reimagining that in this sort of weird barren kind of like dirt bike scenario and then that's kind of how the story developed and then the guy who I who I've been doing the Great Northern stuff with is um, an old friend who's who's also been a cinematographer on a bunch of the projects that that I've done and so I think it was it was really actually with this project that we're like oh well you know we usually do stuff together and we, you know pretty collaborative on video stuff so like, let's just kind of use this as a as a jumping off point for like doing more of that I mean, it's a really cool video. The part where he washes his face with the the windshield wiper fluid, I like cringed. I was like, oh, oh my god, that's so like 
That's so real, because you see what that water looks like, and it's yeah. so disgusting. I hope that was special effects or something. Yeah, we don't, you know, we, we clean that out. <laughs> you, we just put, that's actually just regular water. But, yeah. you know, I'm glad the... I was alarmed. I'm glad the illusion made its way to yeah, you. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, you know, the record is called Desperate Glow. It's out now. Wedding Dress is finally this, like, fully realized, very real, very actual in front of people kind of thing. I think that's awesome. Um, you know, what what's next for you guys, either... With Wedding Dress, with any other musical projects, kind of like what are you looking at rest of 2014, going into 2015, anything on deck? Yeah, I mean, well, we don't have anything really figured out, but I think the plan is to do, you know, we're going to try and support this record as much as possible. And, you know, trying to do like a West Coast tour, maybe early spring, and then um, we're working on getting over to Europe in like summer or fall. And then it's pretty the, awesome. also working on another record. Cool, man. Uh, no, it's, it's, it really is pretty cool to see this thing that, you know, again, was kind of this... Um, you know, I don't want to say like this footnote a couple of years ago, but there was always like there's Suns, there's Maps and Atlases, and now Wedding Dress is really like this, you know, this name that has established itself and is, you know, getting in front of people. So it's very cool to see uh, Aaron and Mike from Wedding Dress. Thank you guys so much for taking some time. Yeah, Thank thanks you. for having us. Yeah. This has been the Chicagoverse Unlimited podcast. Thanks to Aaron Elders and Mike Russell of Wedding Dress for being on the show this week. You can find more Dynasty podcasts at dynastypodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.